All right, welcome to Fuck the Future with me, Drew Toothpaste, and Ed Zitron. Yeah, it might be called something else if we have to, because the censors at Apple have decided that you can't have... And this is, this is where some sexism happens over at Apple. So a little sexism happened. There is a podcast called Guys We Fucked. Right. But, like, the asterisks are everywhere. Probably not how you say that word, but moving on. Uh, but the D the and the F. So that's F and D, by the way. I know how the word is spelled. Yeah. I'm not yeah. stupid. Uh, anyways, I'm like, they're fine, but fuck the future with everything covered up. That is wrong. So we're probably going to change it to something else briefly, but still literally call it that on the podcast. Little, yeah, little inside for you there. Yeah, I, I, you know, I like the name. I think it encapsulates what we're talking about. And, uh, you know, I was explaining this to my kid. Now, now, our rule is that uh, you can you can say what? Okay, so you can't say. Obviously, she's not allowed to say like racial or or sexist slurs. Actually, uh, man, this is rough. She asked me the other day. She she said, what's the N word? And I was like, look, like, oh, no, I'm not going to go into it. We're not going to talk about it. You're 10. And it's like, if you know what it is, then it's like it it has this weird power or whatever. And you shouldn't you should go as long as you can without knowing that word. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did she actually say the word or just say the M word? No, no. She she said uh, because I think she heard somebody say the phrase, uh, quote, the N word as a phrase Uh. and she said well what is it of course now it has so this fucking sucks so now it has like this mysterious power and it's not like mysterious it's just like it's it's just just, bad it's been hateful for like eight thousand fucking years or whatever yeah and 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 if you're gonna if you're gonna tweet us saying it's not been that long just go fuck yourself immediately just (laughs) just want to get that out the way if you're gonna correct us on that i don't fucking care yeah. No. Yeah. No. Don't. You know. Don't. Don't correct. Uh, if somebody's exaggerating to be funny, don't correct them. But uh. They, so I. So our rule is: you can cuss. You. You can say. You can say all the cuss words and everything, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah. And people attach these magic, these magic feelings and meanings to to curse words, whether they're like tier one or tier two curse words or whatever. And, uh, you know, you can't say them in front of grandma. You can't say them when you're like at the mall because it reflects badly on us. And you can't, yeah. you which can't actually say great, it. It's it. actually a great way to put it, though. It's like you can say it, just don't hurt anyone, which covers a huge sphere of people, like a huge sphere of things, not people even. Like it's you can say fuck at home, but don't say it at church or in the mall. Don't yeah. tell people to go fuck themselves, but at home with just us, that person is a fucker. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And and you know, it's worked well. It's worked well for like ten years. I'm I'm sure she's gonna test the limit. She's gonna get in trouble oh, yeah. at some point. Everybody does. That's normal. It's natural. But anyway, I I think it's bizarre that Apple is still like affecting this sort of idea of we are like the cheery white background xylophone and ukulele company. Like yeah. you guys, uh, uh, you guys just make everybody's telephones just fucking ease up. <laughs> yeah. You still like, if you type fucking, it still changes to ducking, which is so dumb. 
Because that's worse. The like that is definitely censorship. Like they definitely know it happens, and they did it deliberately. I refuse to believe the. I don't think people have ever said ducking. And I'm paraphrasing the Veronica Mars woman. I can't remember the name of now, but she tweeted like, "No one has ever touched. No one's ever said ducking on their phone willingly." Which yeah. I think may yeah. be true. And it's just such a menial thing. You know that someone out there is like, let's make it. Like Johnny Ive was like, you know what would be great? It'd be great if we weren't allowed to say the word fucking. Instead, it said ducking. Maybe we could get real social change with the <laughs> iPhone. And I was like, shut the fuck up, Johnny. Oh, I've already done it. And if you change it, my contract says I can murder you. And they look <laughs> and it's true. Steve Jobs, well, like personally initialed it and was like, yeah, yeah. I think you should murder someone. I think that's a good thing for this company. Well, well, so you've you've seen their building, right? I mean, I, I don't know if you've seen it in person. Oh, what, you mean the, seen... the spaceship? Yeah, the spaceship. So uh, recently... I want to go and was... take a shit there. I, Dude, I would love... Like, I just want to use the bathroom. Like, imagine all the weird toilet paper they have. Like, there's, there's got to be, like... First of all, it's got to be like completely frictionless, like in physics, <laughs> like in just physics, just a perfectly smooth toilet. Yeah, like it. Uh, yeah, yeah, like frictionless. Like you have to like hold on to the walls when you're using it, or you just slide. You slide right off. It's like a physics problem where you just you ignore <laughs> friction, right? Or it's but, a bit uh, like Demolition uh, Man. You've just got the like some weird version of the toilet that no one <laughs> wants to admit they don't understand. <laughs> yeah, you have to like bump yeah. your Apple Watch to get every single roll of toilet paper. Roll oh, of toilet God. paper. And yeah, I use. I have to use a roll of toilet paper for each wipe. Apparently, and grains. you know, dude, you know that all the crappers at Apple have Bluetooth, and you know they oh, record. Yeah. You know they record the metrics. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, the I see. This stall has is a. Thirty-five percent increase in in turds this week. <laughs> yeah, Damn, we went. Can... The, we we had a forty-five percent gallon increase of piss. <laughs> well, well. So, so the thing is with the Apple building, right? The Apple is like all made out of glass. It has all these sliding glass doors. So, uh, uh, so it's in Sunnyvale, right? So yeah, you know where that. I know where that is. That's in the Bay, roughly. Right? Uh, uh, yeah, it's like near San Jose, whatever. Uh, but. Uh, so the, the EMTs in Sunnyvale, like have to come to Apple exponentially more. And do you know why it is? Well, it's because people keep running into the glass. It's because people keep running into the glass. That's exactly why. Well, my friend, my friend, I won't name him because he'll get mad because he's like the only really journalisty journalist left in the Valley. But he, right. he wrote the first story on it, and then everyone just, instead of, like, quoting his article, just went and called the police themselves. Went, ah, oh, look what I discovered. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's such a shitty fucking thing to do. Absolutely. Well, but yeah, I'll people just run into the glass, though. That's funny. Well, it's probably not funny for them. Probably deeply upsetting. Oh, well, well, I, so, uh. Part of the reason why I fixated on it is because I I had a moment where I ran into the glass myself, not at Apple, Oof. but it was it was at church, and uh, so I didn't I didn't grow. Long story, I didn't grow up religious. Uh, I went to Catholic school because 
uh, I grew up way east of Cincinnati, like in the foothills of the Appalachian right. Mountains. And uh, the schools out there were real bad. And um, so my parents paid to send me to Catholic school. And it was like this weird thing because they didn't explain any of this to me. They didn't explain Catholicism. And I didn't grow up religious. So I didn't know what any of it was. Like I oh, literally so you just had, didn't. You just went in and everyone was like extremely pumped up about this long haired guy. Yes. Yes, dude, exactly. And so, uh, uh, Damn, this dog you- guy sounds great. He literally <laughs> has done everything. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so I'm sure that contributed to my, like, uh, my unmooring, not, you know, I have a sense of morals. I have a sense of ethics, but like my sense of believing that anything is real is like completely fucked. And I've never thought anything is real. Right. So like going in, they're like, oh, yeah, God, he made everything and God is good. I was like, I don't know. Like you guys heard about World War Two, right? Like you heard about World War One. You heard heard about about like literally every war. Like, did you hear about the British Empire? Also, did you hear about any of the Crusades? (laughs) That's my favorite one. Like my my in-laws, I like them. They're fine. But when they try and get preachy at me and say, oh, God only wants the best of people. It's like, well, I mean, no, like factually. No. Well, it's all part of his plan. Well, his plan is not great. (laughs) <laughs> His plan is terrible. <laughs> like this whole fucking thing of like, I am just going to kill people arbitrarily. And that's kind of how this is going to go. Also, occasionally I'm just going to kill like 93 people. Yeah. Just going to yeah. do that. And I'm going to kill like a thousand people really slowly. Then I'm going to kill like 5 million people over the course of like 20 years. Now, there is a plan, I promise you. I love the idea of, like, God is this guy who's just way over-promised. It's like, I made the perfect being. They're great. They're just like me. He puts them together and goes, oh, fuck. Oh, no. These are all... Wow. Oh, man, they keep doing shit. Here, I'll fix... Oh, that made it worse. And he's just, like, (laughs) probably, like, introduced disease. And he's like, oh, yeah, here we go. This will... Oh, fuck. Nope. That that's killing him. Oh, that's, meant to get it, meant to give him wings. Oof. It's so it's <laughs> it's so fucking rough, dude. Yeah, and it's so and bad. So uh, so like I I've always felt like totally alienated, and I'm like finally like uh, uh I just turned thirty nine. Happy birthday! Uh, thank you. It's uh, uh it's rough. This is my last year in my thirties. Totally artificial benchmark, but uh, oh yeah. Uh, but I, I've I've only slightly become less alienated. I still feel totally alienated from like society. Well, just from human humanity in general. Yeah, definitely, and I and I think everybody does to to some extent. Uh, but like going to Catholic school, which is where I ran into the glass, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so so you didn't run were, into the Holy uh, Spirit. Oh Donk. God, no! Bonk. I didn't know, and I didn't, uh, dude. Gotcha. I didn't know what. I didn't know what holy water was, and I like got it on my hand, and I <laughs> you like, just went and drank it. <laughs> I damn, thanks, brother. I was thirsty. I didn't, so I like smelled it, and it smelled weird. I, like Ew. I, I don't know, but yeah. So there were these two doors going into uh, what do you call the main part of the church that has all the pews and has the altar? What's that main part called? The church stadium. 
the the church stadium. That's not it. That's not, I have no. I'm sorry. I have no idea. I, I wanted You're to see what my brain would give me, and my brain was just church stadium. That actually just reminds me of something completely completely different. I just want to remember. I said it on Twitter, and I want it's better with my voice. So yeah. I yeah. just went to visit very big client out in New York State, and I'm like introduced to the group of the engineers. So we're doing some really important work. And I'm like Ed Zitron. Public relations. Just thank you, brain. Thank you for giving me that good shit that will impress them. Just fucking, <laughs> just blank faces just staring at me. Just like, what the f- Okay. Less useful than LinkedIn. Anyway, so you you walked into the glass. Like, where, though? So, uh, okay. So like, in, in the church stadium. So in in Catholic school, okay, for those who didn't go to Catholic school, uh, so once a week you go to mass and they give you, uh, and this was like total Vatican II. This was 1985. So this yeah. was uh, uh, Vatican II and it was like super liberal. We had normal teachers. We didn't have nuns. I never got hit. Actually, uh, they were really proud that they had eliminated hitting like three years prior to me going to school there, but whatever. And so uh, you would go to mass once a week and they would give you like Catholic mass light. So you would go and they would not do Latin. They would just be like, hey, what's up? It's me, your priest. Hey, listen, um, we're going to light this candle. Listen, you guys need to sing God is good. And then you sing it and you sit down and I'm like, you know what? You need to be nice to everybody. Uh, despite their differences. And it was like very fluffy. It was like, honestly, not bad. And I'm like, not, I'm super cynical. I'm not religious. It was like, honestly, not bad, like objectively. But, uh, it's fine. So, yeah. So there was this line filing. So it was like a single line filing in and it was like, everybody was going to church and it was taking so fucking long. And I was like, why is this taking so fucking long? Because there's like four open doors here. So I go, so I decide to exit the line and I go through the door next to where everybody's going in. Right? Right. It's not a door. It's extremely clean glass. And I, you know, I was six years old. So I walked into it full speed. Like, uh, I, God damn. Because, right, like, you're standing in line, you're standing in line, finally you're going to peel off and go around somebody. So you, like, walk faster than normal. You're like, I'm pissed off, guy. I know where I'm going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, right? That's, like, just, uh, that's just how that works. And I walked full speed into it. My (sighs) nose, like, all of the force of me walking got concentrated onto my nose. And, And it made this sound... And it was like this low, just this single note, like bonk. And it fucking reverberated through the entire church. Just oh, the so entire church. you got like church. the embarrassment as well as, as well as like just the actual horrible pain. Yes, yes. Everybody, like literally everybody turned and looked and I backed up and I got back in the back of the line, just like <laughs> and you just feel, like, you just feel like fucking shit the whole time. And I say, so I'm dyspraxic. I'm a coordinationally challenged person, actually through a real ass disability, which is why, by the way, 
I get on really stupid arguments. I'm not going to pretend like I'm actually mentally stable at all. I got like in a really bad argument with someone about Peloton, which I legally now have to mention because we are sponsored by them. Paid $65,000 an episode. But moving on, <laughs> this guy was like, why don't you ride it? He was like, nice, but he's like, why don't you ride a real bike? I was like, I can't ride a bike. And he's like, well, you should learn. I'm like, I physically cannot learn. He's like, oh, I'm sure if you tried. I said, I have a disability, man. I can't balance like that. Can't ride a skateboard, can't ride a bike, can't ride this. He's like, well, come on. I'm like, no, shut the fuck up. Oh, really? See, see, I didn't... I ended up deleting a lot of it just because I actually apologized to the guy. I said, look, I'm super sensitive about it. Sorry. But it's like, that shit is just... There was it was and what's funny is another guy had like a very similar conversation to me with me even and he was just like oh you have disability that's okay I'm, like, I'm sorry I didn't know that I'm like oh it's cool like just oh, completely that's, fucking that's, si- it's like the nice guy and the right, shithead right yeah no, and the reason I, I don't I, humiliate I, I people never... by the way is I cannot remember anything yeah. oh yeah yeah no uh uh, it, and it's never worth, you know, it's never worth uh, making somebody feel bad. Like my my thing is like I will never uh, I'll never call people names and and uh, I'll, I'll never say stuff to make people feel bad. I will say I you know, I'll tell people the truth about stuff or I will not respond or or and I'm going to totally admit to everybody that i that i stole this from ed uh uh i've been i've been cracking up at this ever since ed started doing this which is if somebody responds to you Uh. and they say something and it's like where are you coming from why would you say this to me and it's just a way to respond to somebody doing something antisocial that not only is not bad so there's no way anybody can quote you on it and be like Ed fucked up or be like Drew fucked up. There's no way you can be quoted on it as being bad, but it also makes the person reflect and then it makes them explain themselves. Check this out. And again, I stole this from Ed. This is And I stole it's- it from someone else. I stole it from, I believe, uh, at, at Adult Black Male, who I believe found it oh. from Andrew Hudson. There's like a string of these. And if anyone calls me out, I'm like, oh, yeah, I took I took it from them. Right, I find it right. funny. That's why I do it. No. Uh, uh, in, by the way, uh, uh, Adult Black Male on Twitter. Very nice guy. I CJ Rules. Yeah, actually out in California at your he, wedding. Bizarrely. He has, he has come to my house. We have drank wine and talked about uh, stocks and wages and such all intelligent <laughs> things we didn't just spend like an hour and a half joking about someone he works with like yeah <laughs> we have smart combos anyway sorry so so uh the trick and this is again this is passed down to me from the elders uh you respond to somebody and you just respond to them and you just say question mark yeah. There's nothing. You don't add any information. You don't ask them a question. You just put a question mark as if to say, I am completely perplexed and I want to know more. Yeah. And this always, you know, people will just either they won't respond, which is like fine because 
if you just put the question mark and they're like, oh shit, like this, what, like I put something on here and it was so out of bounds that it made this person be like, what are you even talking about? Or it just makes them explain something super simple, which is way funnier because they're like desperately trying to explain. They're like, that's stupid. You're like, huh? They just completely derails what they're doing. And the advanced level that I've seen CJ do to such an effect that I've seen someone block him and then delete their account, I believe, was the story he told me. Wow. Was he responds with, whatever they say, you say the opposite. So they're like, you're an idiot. No, I'm not. They're like, well, I'm smart. <laughs> no, you're not. Just they, he, You just draw them down this right, just right. worthless conversation. Like they get, I've seen people... Straight up, over the course of 24 hours, keep arguing with me with these. I usually do it to, like, PR people who are, like, not aware with just my decaying brain who are just trying to start shit for whatever reason. I go, what? Huh? What do you mean? Huh? (laughs) Just seeing how far... And they get so fucking confused and angry. They're like, oh, yeah, I think I'm smart here. They'll start saying stuff like that because they're just completely and utterly... Just lost, just completely lost. Because there's no com, there's no content. They expect discourse, and there's no. I will have none of that. Well, and and you know the old adage is that if if you wrestle with a pig, you'll both get dirty, but the pig likes it. And I always, I always try. That's to actually that really good. Because, because yeah, because that's so like a nice people- version of the one I hate, which is like. It's, I think it's like never argue with an idiot because they'll drag you down to their level and beat you with experience, which I've always found really fucking condescending. Yeah, like pigs it, are cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the no, I like the pig one because it's like it's just getting dirty. You have to go take yeah. a shower. You get fucked up, whatever. And of course, uh, if you've ever if you've ever been to a farm or you've ever experienced like actual farm pigs, like they they will eat people. Right, they will actually. Oh yeah, they're monsters. Yeah, they will. They will destroy you. So that's the. I, and I mean, pigs are very much like people in that way. But, yeah. Uh, uh, so I. So I don't like to argue with people. So I'll never. Like I said, you know, we talked about this before. Uh, Young King Dave, R.I.P. The big doink guy. Uh, he said, "I don't go back and forth online." And uh, genius. You, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and so. Uh, so what Ed and I were talking about this week, um, you know, we we do talk to each other outside of this podcast, believe it or not. Um, and uh, what we were talking about this week is people who spend all of their time online, as many of us do now. Yeah. Which, by the way, this is this which is purportedly. This is purportedly the reason why teenagers aren't having as much sex. Like, teenagers had sex, like, 70s, 80s, 90s, OOs, and then now it's like, chew, off a cliff. Because they're all, like, the combination of parents that won't let them out of the house to just roam around and go out in the woods and fuck. Like, the combination of that and the fact that everybody has phones and they're all just, like, beefing on their phones all the fucking time. Teenagers don't have sex anymore. Which is, like... I don't know. I can't say whether that's good or bad. It's oh, I didn't have shift. sex until I was 19. Like, I'm not going to fuck it. I, I have nothing to hide except my dick, apparently, from the world. 
Um, <laughs> and, and like genuinely funny story, it was about 10 minutes before my 20th birthday. It was like 1145. Wow. It was, wow, it was okay. like a, a true buzzer beater of sex. But also I think the, it's just to be honest, I think not in the same way, perhaps there is a satisfaction they get online to just the, yeah. and yeah. pun not intended to just fucking around like you would in real life. Right, right, absolutely, and uh, so Ed, I I know uh, not to get off on a tangent, but I I know that when, <laughs> yeah we hate tangents when, on this podcast yeah yeah absolutely. <laughs> but when we were kids, when we were kids, like I know that like in the in the late eighties, early nineties, like if you were to see any kind of sexual material, if you were to see pornos, and I I didn't see porno videos like any kind of of I'm talking like uh old school dirty uncle dirty movie type shit. I didn't see that until I was like pretty fucking old. Yeah, same like, pro- I- like prob like probably in college before I saw a, a pornographic movie. And uh it was like uh, it was extremely hard to see any kind of sexual imagery at all. I'm not talking about, you know, shit on TV, like bikini movies or whatever that, that happened during the 80s. I'm talking about actual pornographic material. And I think kids now uh, get exposed to that. And I'm oh, not like saying so that, quickly. I mean, yeah, yeah, really quickly. And there's a whole thing with the MPAA. Where so that's the licensing board, I believe, for American movies and TV, or maybe it's just no, it's movies because that's what the M stands for. God, I'm so smart. But they, um, I think that they have a history of being insanely puritanical. So they've just decided the yeah. boobies are bad. You can't see a ding dong or a boob or a hoo ha or any of that shit. But you can see graphic murder, violence, even though literally there are so many studies, old and new would show children pick up on that really quickly and become more oh, yeah. violent from seeing yeah. that. And they're like, yeah, well, if they see a, if they see a boob, though, they see a boob. And I'm not saying... By the way, it is bad when you get, like, teenagers... Well, I don't know. It's bad when you get, like, older guys sexting girls, I get. Like, that's bad. But teenagers doing it with each other, I don't know how, like... It's not good if it. Well, it's not good if it's unsolicited. If that makes sense. Well, yeah, and and there's uh, of course, and there's an age. Uh, this, I've dug myself do. a hole with this one. <laughs> Look, anything you do, obviously, we're not we're not talking about people who are abusers. Yeah, uh, and, you know, people need to have uh, consensual intimacy. Yeah, it's a it's a, a dimension to your life that makes your life better. It just is what it is. In my only my only concern with online, uh, again, I think porno is fine. You know, uh, it it needs to exist. People like to to watch it, and it's good for a lot of people to be able to see that kind of shit. It just is what it is. Yeah, right. I, I'm gonna straight up say, you know, it it's good, and uh, it. Obviously, it, it, it's bad if people are doing this instead of trying to build intimate relationships with other people. But uh, so teenagers aren't having sex, and and it's maybe because of the the prevalence 
of this material where anybody can can very easily and very quickly once they figure out how to even get to the word because you know if you're a tabula rasa coming into the world and then you 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 know go through puberty and you get hormones and you figure all this shit out and i'm trying by the way as a parent, like I said, I'm 39. I'm trying to figure this shit out because I'm oh, trying yeah. to figure out like how I have to tell uh, uh, how I have to tell my kid about this stuff. Where it's like, yeah, uh, you know, you need to <laughs> you need to know how all this works, but also like not just biologically, but like also you can do whatever you want if it's if it's just you and you any relationships you have with other people has to be consensual and like all this kind of stuff. It's very complicated. And so much of it is shades of gray. Yeah. But uh, ultimately uh, what Ed and I wanted to talk about is that online has been something that's almost like an albatross around the neck of very many people where they feel like, okay, you know, I'm online. I can communicate with everybody all the time and now there is, as as Ed put to me when we were talking about this, he said there is a romanticization. Did I say that right? I have no idea. People, ha- romanticization? That's just me being British. Rom- they're romanticizing being offline yep. as opposed to online. And there will be people who say, you know, I will go. I turn my phone off all weekend. I turn my phone off. And I don't watch TV, and and I don't know. Uh, of course, they go back, and then oh, immediately, or they're checking. They're, re- they're checking while they're offline. They're just not posting. Right, right. It, no, but they go back, and of course, the the question is, you know, obviously, online is a communication medium in in, in some sense, and people who are going offline and then coming back and reporting, and they're they're like I've brought news from offline. Yeah, it's it's different to be offline uh, and better, you know, it, yeah, <laughs> and better. Yeah, it, it's very funny to me because, of course, they go and they always report to online. And and Ed, you you told me there was some article you just saw. Oh God, what was the article? Which one? Which article? Because there's a few. I've the just one. Fucking shoved. The one. What was the one where you said, you know, you spun 600 words? Oh, that, well, that, that wasn't was, about being offline. About, we'll get to that, that in a wasn't, bit. Yeah. But, but there yeah. have been a few posts like, goodbye to Twitter. Twitter is just so bad for me. And the truth oh, is yeah. with those is they've we've seen less of them. But what you usually see is somehow worse, which is these people who like smugly post like, oh, it's Friday, I'm going offline. They take a picture of themselves like by the pool with a drink. And it's like, wow, you are 20 years old. You're not, but you're acting like it. Also, you smug fuck. How is, t- how is drinking? It's like, I guess drinking's great. I do it all the time. Wish it was now. Just got a load of wine, my favorite wine bag, which is great. But it's kind of like, you know what? It's also removing your responsibility for the things that happen online not the things you do necessarily but the effects of your lack of decision so for example we've talked about how you don't have replies on great idea i mute fucking all the time as i think i've also said most likely and if i don't like someone i will mute them i will block them 
I don't care. If something is bad online and I keep exposing myself to it, I'll do everything ca- I can to fucking remove it. Now, there are times where, like, it's funny to get mad at something, which is that viral clickbait thing I will get to because it's funny to make fun of stuff sometimes. That's why criticism's fun. But these people who sit around and they're like, <laughs> went offline for a bit. Wow, the real world's great. Actually, it fucking isn't. The small part of the real <laughs> world you found is great. But... And I love my grandparents-in-law. I would probably rather be fucking around online than, like, sitting and, like, in, like, the Central Valley with no internet. It's yeah. boring. It's yeah. fine. I don't like, and well, I actually it, like going on some level. But it's... I think that it's these people who love... I don't know if this is necessarily fair, but when have I ever done been fair? It's these people who seem to want the pain. They want the anxiety. They want to romanticize being anxious by being online. Like, oh, I've seen too much news. Stop fucking reading the news. I can't help it. Why? Why can you? Is there not something, and this is my ADHD talking, is there not something you enjoy more? Oh, well, I'm at work. I'm on the computer. Fucking play Yahtzee. Well, no, and it's not not ADHD. I'll tell you something is that... uh, during the Bush era, in uh, Bush, uh, 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 W. Bush, right? Uh, Which one is that? The two, younger, the younger one, the sequel. The younger one, president from two thousand to two thousand eight, and and so you know when he came into office, the internet, the internet, <laughs> uh, piano fell on him. He's he's dead now. Yeah, then he but, he came uh, out. The keys were all in his mouth. Then he died. Sorry, just letting you know. <laughs> well, rip, rip to him. R.I.P. Uh, in peace, man. See you at the crossroads. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, where uh, were we? When, when he, no, when he came into office, the internet was not a glimmer in anybody's eye. Yeah, and then it kind of started getting big. And by the time he was, by the time he was leaving office, you know, everybody on the internet hated Bush. And, you know, the news was just awful. And it was like more and more people were getting blown up in the war. And, you know, people our age uh, were going to uh, what is now called it's it's called, at least on our license plates, is called the global war on terrorism. They were going to Afghanistan. They were going to the Iraq war. They were getting blown up in Fallujah. You know, they were going to uh, uh uh, they were going to all these cities in the Middle East and they were getting fucked up and all these people are getting fucking killed and injured. And of course, you know, the story started coming out that, hey, you know, they don't have any armor and they're getting blown up by IEDs. And of course, friend of, a friend of mine d- and they were just completely and utterly fucking just out of order. A friend of mine died in Afghanistan because no one knew. Well, maybe it was Iraq, actually. And he, I always don't think about it, but he died there because they were just so disorganized. Someone just shot him from his side. Right. That fucking just like oh, he died Jesus and he died Christ. because of this stupid, illegitimate war. And that was when online right. really started rutting. Right. Well, well, it did. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, like, you know, we would uh, my wife and I would read would read all the stuff about the Iraq war and we read it in Afghanistan and all this and George W. Bush and Dick Cheney and Donald Rumsfeld and all these people. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, like they say, when it rains, it pours right around the time my daughter 
was was born. My wife was intensely pregnant, started getting sick, almost died, all this stuff. Oh my god! Like the whole finance, the whole financial crash. Oh happened, yeah, right. And uh, you know, it, it's horrible. A lot of people lost their savings, all this, and uh, I think both of us, my wife and I, made the conscious decision that you know we can't just sit and feed news into our faces yeah. and the news. You know, there's new news every 24 hours, and especially now in the Trump era. Yeah, you have to know what's going on to some extent, and you have to like kind of keep an eye on it and maybe see what the most major things are that are coming out. But you can't be on the 24-hour Trump news cycle because just like when Bush was president, there's horrible stuff coming out. And when Bush was president, there would be like one or two bad things out per week. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, 8,000 people got killed. Guy killed himself here because all of oh, his yeah. money was gone. Yeah. Like I was in New York at the time. I think I, said, I think I said this. It was like you had stockbrokers killing themselves. It's the first time I remember someone being like good. There's something like that. I was like, yeah, I really don't like that he was part of the system, but he did kill himself. Because his life was ruined, like that's. Well, and <laughs> and you know it. You can't say, you know, if if we start saying, you know, well, this guy worked for a big corporation, so his life doesn't matter. Look, most people work for big fucking corporations. Everybody out there working at a call center for a big fucking insurance company. Look, I live in a city where there's a bunch of healthcare companies, a bunch of insurance companies, and it's really easy to dehumanize people and to say, well, this person doesn't matter because they work for a company and the company is evil. And it's just not fucking true. It's a way for people to try to simplify this stuff because you it's, know it's a human that, thing as well because we'll we build right. up us versus them we have to get schemata for everything what's that uh, that um semiotics think the science of science like how we codify things and shit it's a very eloquent way of putting well, it i know and it's like they people need a way to justify things anyway you were like saying something as well that i just george bush news well, well no no and and so you know you have to shut off the news. Yeah. You just ha you can't take it in because it's all bad news because look, uh, let me tell you something. So I started my blog, uh, 2012. It was called the worst things for sale. And this was not the first idea I had for a blog. My first idea I had for a blog was going to be, I was going to go online and I was going to pick out interesting stuff in cool stuff and write about it. And I didn't get very far because, you know, I start looking at stuff that's cool, that's interesting. And I'm like, you know, I don't really need this. Yeah. This would be like, okay, this would be funny. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have found you can buy something that's a novelty for 20 or 30 bucks and you'll use it once and then it'll be done you've used it or you've watched it if it's a movie or it's a tv series or something and it is what it is and then you have it yeah and then it's this uh, this physical object that you have to deal with and what became obvious to me is that 
it's so much easier to pick out stuff that's bad. And so my my moral compromise on this would be, okay, well, I don't want to just add negativity to the world. And so my what I decided is I said, okay, well, my bent with this is going to be, I'm going to take stuff that is bad and use this to kind of draw out the idea that, hey, corporate so corporations in 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 effect society at large has taken people and separated them from each other so we've lost our social connections and we we've become separated through technology and through you know the way that the suburbs are organized and all this and all that we've become separated from each other and we've become desocialized. Yeah. And now this leads us to have this big gaping emotional hole and we're going to try to fill it with shit. We're going to buy the Nintendo that has all the old Nintendo games or we're going to buy. And on some uh, level, I uh, don't think that's the worst thing. Like do what you want. It's just, I I feel like that is less. So like, it's so I just don't understand why. So the tweet I'll always reference, no, I'm going to really mangle it, is the one where someone's like, oh, my husband's a great father because he looks after the kid, does the bedtime routine. I can't deal with it because I've been I because I've been reading the news. And I don't, oh, and no. I should add that the wording is very clear. It's like every night. And it would, this yeah, was not, yeah. I'm like, if this was just after Brett Kavanaugh, I'd get that actually. I'd be like, okay, yeah, for a woman, that is a significant fucking nightmare televised and put everywhere this was not this was like several months ago and like yes there are fucking terrible things that one i just read i was like how much of this are you doing to yourself because their job is not by the way like political journalism it's in technology yeah and tech is yeah. like with tech if anything <clears throat> you can find the positivity you can i guess you can i say this on the fuck the future podcast the podcast where we find tech things to complain about but it's, I feel like a lot of it is inability to moderate what you're looking at. And I've definitely been there where I check my phone too much and I've got good at changing that. You have to dedicate yourself to that and it takes time. I'm, I'm reasonable with that. But it's the people like, oh, I just, I need to check the news for work. Do you? Do you really? Maybe once a day. Maybe make it once a day. Do you need to follow CNN? You need to follow The Hill, CNN, New York Times, Washington Post. LA Times, you need to watch television on top of that. At some point, are you getting too much? Do you think that, what are you gaining at the end of that? What is the net, not even net positive or negative, just net net of that? What is the observed gain from that? Is it that you are well read? Is it that you just force yourself to? Is it that you follow all these accounts which share the same fucking story? I don't know. I don't really understand why my experience, and I follow a shit ton of journalists, it's my job. I somehow don't feel overexposed to news. I I guess I see more news, but I maybe it's the filters I have. Maybe it's the fact that I just unfollow people who are just all day, every day. Give you an example. I made a tweet unrelated to any of this shit, and it was like, I don't want to say what, because I kind of feel bad making fun of it, but... Someone responded to someone posting like a mask and was like, oh, is that an Eric Trump mask? And it's like, oh, shit. this is a particularly me thing to get annoyed about. But it's like, oh, my God, yeah. do you have to bring it up fucking everywhere? 
Why are you like this? Why is this you? Why does this matter? You're not in politics. This isn't your life. You're not, frankly, like the Chapo guys who I follow bring up less news than people who are not even close to the news. Like people who are like, (laughs) I'm a coder at fucking Google, I guess. And I'm not, nope, none of the news side. I work on making the buttons on Google Plus work. I'm out of work now. But it's wild to me that these people, they they force it in. I think there is like a human part that's like, I love just talking about shit that upsets me because it makes me feel like a brother in arms. I've fucking been there. And I'm literally doing on this podcast. Well, I, but it's it seems so well, I, negative. I, like you don't have to talk about it. It is. It isn't smart. No, and it it's not, you know, and and my my thing is with the whole news and everything, is like if you're not adding anything yep. to it, then you know, people can get it from the source. And if you're not adding anything to it, then you don't need to participate in the news cycle. And, uh, you know, I, I think people get caught up in an idea. And again, this is not everybody, but I read an article that really opened my mind to it. And it was somebody that said, look, you know, I have to log off Twitter. And they said, I have to do this because I am getting caught up in this cycle of making sure that I know what is going on all the time. Not just the 24-hour news cycle, like the, you know, you see something pop up and you have some kind of thought and you post your thought and it's like funny or it's not funny and it goes on and then you, you know, that's a very healthy way to interact with stuff is, you know, you're there when a news item pops up and comes out and you say something pithy about it. It's you know, that's a very normal and natural way. And then people who follow you say, oh, that's funny. I saw the news item that just came out and he said something and it's funny and it's like a fake version of what came out. And that's like totally fine. But I think that this is why people romanticize being offline because they can't, because I, I think people get caught in this cycle of, thinking that something important is going to happen all the time. And this And if it is, does, you'll probably fucking hear. Like, you're probably going to find... If yeah. there's, like, a fucking... No, if you someone will. shoots you someone, will. or there is a mass shoot, you're going to hear. You're going to walk past the TV, someone's going to mention it. And oh, if yeah. it's not a- happening absolutely. where you are, maybe you didn't need to know immediately. Just saying, like... And it, no, you're totally right. And, and so uh, this is called, really, if you think about it, in, in mental health terms, this is called hypervigilance. Yeah, we talked about this the last idea, time. Yeah, the idea that you always have to be vigilant, that you always have to be watching because something can happen at any time. See, I don't think and, that's the same thing, though. I don't because at least – and I, I always want to – I know I repeat myself a lot with this, but – I try not to deliberately speak for other people's anxiety. Maybe your anxiety is different to mine. My hypervigilance is like, everything's going to go wrong, so I need to check the bank and my email. Twitter is not oh, part yeah. of that. My yeah. hypervigilance is not worrying that horse, horse fucker 12 is mad at me. Like, I... Oh, no, no. And I, I don't no, I don't feed into that either. But I think a lot of people, it engages the same kind of pathway where they are, 
refreshing all the time. And then it's this sort of idea that if I don't, if I don't see, so let's say, you know, the president or Congress or whatever says some kind of law, they say fishing is now illegal. And now, uh, then they feel like they need to be there right at the second. So they can be the first one to, to stomp the turd down into the toilet and say, look, uh, yeah, you know, that's if, it. if, right. If fishing is now illegal, what then I guess, pissing? uh, yeah, it is now and, illegal, you know, yeah, you know, people have been taking fish out of the river for such a long time, and now you're going to say this is illegal? Uh, how dare you, Mr. President? Which is like, and and the stuff that people say is like never that's nothing insightful. It's it's very rarely insightful. And so what happens is these people get in this cycle where they feel like they have to say something, and then they get to this point and they drive themselves nuts because they're under this constant level of stress, this self-induced. And then they say, I need to go offline. I just need to go. And like you said, I need to go get a cocktail and the cocktail is going to be And then it turns blue. into self-care, by the way. It becomes self-care. Yes. I'm logging off. Yes. So now I must self-care by actually just ignoring my diet or like drinking too much because it's self-care and I need to feel better. And I must add, I have fucking been there where I've learned Oh, what a long fucking day. I'm going to have a drink. But that's why I'm doing it. I'm not going to pretend. Well, I mean, technically, I guess being online too much stressed me out. That's where my job was or is. I didn't lose my job. At least don't think so. And that's the different thing is it's not this enablement circle where everyone is justifying their own shit because some other shit happened and then some shit happened on top of that because they forced it. It's like. You are not, you don't have to be online. You don't have to be offline. In fact, it kind of reminds me, and I, I say this as someone who has had weight problems their entire life. It's the same kind of shit as like when you're eating too much and you need to lose weight. It's, well, okay, maybe it's not exactly the same, but it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. you know what? I'm just, I'm eating, I've eaten so much already. I must eat more because I've already destroyed my diet so i'll just go over the top now i'll eat to feel better oh, yeah. as well which i've done so many times i'm way better than i used to be but like shit i've been there and i'd actually argue that one is so bad and like i actually really feel sorry for you if you're there because i've been there i do not feel sorry for you if you force feed yourself you you yeah there we go let me start again if you force feed yourself the same news story 82 times if you must read every single story about how the Sauds murdered a journalist you did not know existed a week ago, and you must read <laughs> every single one of them, you must read the incremental updates of like, now this has happened. You must know everything. Why? Because you have to watch it. You have to. And like I said, the Kavanaugh thing is a rare exception to this because for a woman, that is a major, like, that is a major thing happening. Do you need to have updates every moment the... I say this is a fucking immigrant. Do you, white guy in New York City, do you need the updates on the immigration stuff every second? Because I, the guy who may actually be threatened by such a thing, did not. Like, because it's going to happen. I'm not going to see it and be like, well, if I tweet this, he's going to fucking see it. Donald Trump's going to read it and be like, oh, I better not. This fucking guy. 
He's upset. <laughs> he's mad and he's gonna you know, he's can't vote. So he's just gonna fucking get mad, I guess, and uh better change. It's like you're doing literally nothing other than probably making it worse. And yeah, there is that balance between you have to talk about it, otherwise it's covered, otherwise it's lost, and you have to only only talk about it. It's the only thing. And it's fine to just let you do I we've talked about making the funny tweet and checking on the retweets. Fine, do that all you want, but do you have to? There's actually a, there's actually someone who I used to be quite good friends with. This uh, person who now only tweets about Trump. It's all Trump stuff all the time. It's like, what happened to you? Why? Oh, it's rough. And it's like, it's, and they are really they are rough, in Hollywood yeah. as well. So it's like you're not going to be affected. But just just going to assume here. You're white, first of all. You're an American for like, I guess, like, like this, like, not, like you tweeting about Donald Trump being a a Cheeto guy is not. What is that doing for you? Like, what? It, I actually, that is the genuine question I have. What is it doing for you? What are you getting out of this? Why does this feel good? Well, does and, it feel good? Do you do it because you think you have and, to? You know, in in and it's a question of. Uh, you know it feels good and you get this immediate response out of it from your from your endocrine system or whatever but like does it really the the thing is so you have uh a, a hormone in your body called cortisol and when you're in chronic pain or chronic stress you have something called cortisol that gets released and it makes it easy for you to gain weight and makes it hard for you to build muscle. And I'm not lying about this. This is actually literally I had no idea. the effects, the effects of cortisol. Yeah. So if you have chronic stress or if you have chronic pain, you have elevated levels of something in your blood called cortisol. You've heard of cortisone, right? Yes. Hydrocortisone is a steroid. And so when you have something that's anti-inflammatory, it is, sometimes it is a steroid. Sometimes it is an NSAID or it's a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug. And so what you have is uh, cortisol is something that it, that makes you actually literally gain weight and it, it tends to shift i'm guessing this is a biological thing putting, a biological reason yeah. why like people who work fucking packing boxes for amazon or all these all these people that take people will just discard and say they should get a better job like they're stressed right like, right and also explains a lot of why why a lot of poor people get rich because uh, sorry get rich literally the opposite of what i'm saying get large because they are fucking stressed right. all the time. Every day is a struggle, like a real ass struggle. Right. And yeah, exactly. And so you have this is called uh, biologically. This is called partitioning. And when you ingest calories, you your body partitions. In other words, it splits up how it uses the energy. And if everything is cool, you have low levels of cortisol. You've used your muscles a lot. Again, this is like the Peloton or the weightlifting Maybe thing. Either. You've used your muscles a lot. You Your body tends to use your muscles, your calories to rebuild your muscles. And it tends to put fewer of your calories into glycogen stores, which eventually go to become adipose tissue, which are fat cells. 
And so the the thing is, is that this physically affects you. And this is why, you know, this, I, ha- I have no platform to tell people this, but look, I mean, this is my only platform to tell people this, but like getting mad at Donald Trump literally makes you fucking sick and unhealthy. And I, but also and, you don't mean and, sometimes, you mean spending the day just being mad yes, at him. Yes, yes. Oh, no, no, you can be mad. You can be justifiably. And, yes, acutely and justifiably mad at, at the president for being like demented and and incoherent and all this of course you can be mad at somebody but like repeatedly repeatedly inducing this and being mad all the fucking time will make you physically sick and so people tend to romanticize being offline because they're like ah offline i've just got you know, my blue cocktail and I'm chilling and everything's fine. And I'm offline. And of course, the whole time I'm taking pictures to share with people and say, you know, this is what happened when I, when, when I, I was, was offline, offline, I saw. It's just right. And I mean, it, exactly. And I feel like it, I see versions of it when you get people who do my favorite version of this. This is like a genre of tweet is the people who post like, you know what? People who go around telling me that I can't wear cargo pants are being ageist. And it's like these people, and they get like 50,000 retweets. It's like, this is not actually a problem you've run into. No one has actually got, oh, no wow. one has got, it's weird. You'll see it occasionally. It'll be like, it will usually be something about like fat shaming or uh, gender or something like that, but it will be so narrow. And there, I'm sure there are examples that are fully legitimate, but there are like, they're so narrow. It's like, I can't be trans on Tuesday. It's like, okay, well, probably, probably can't. Like, who said that? Like, where did this happen? But people retweet it because it makes them look good. I really, I don't, I I genuinely wonder whether anyone actually believes half the shit that they retweet. And it's really weird because it's this stuff that you post partially, I imagine, to make yourself feel good, like make yourself feel moralistic or like well-informed or some shit. I will fucking post, by the way, like Strava stuff, like stuff from my bike rides, because I'm proud. I'm proud I did that. If you post stuff because you're proud, go fucking nuts. I'll retweet it all. You did something cool today, fucking tell me. I'm retweet away. Very different to I made up a theoretical scenario where I can say, don't do that because it's bad. And then I can say it and get retweets and talk about how good I am. That is weird, and you're seeing it so much these days. Which one would, like, pop up? It's the one time I actually want to see one. And it's yeah. it's so bizarre. It's like, why? Well, I, I think that people really... In, in, I think in the absence of... In the absence of having anything happen... Because here's the thing. Let's say uh, you you have let's say you have a life event. Okay, let's say you move. Moving is supposedly extremely stressful, and I know you moved recently. Oh, you like moved I've moved like, like ago, thirteen right? times in the past ten years. Right, right. So moving is I I uh, I've moved before. Obviously, it is very stressful. But I, I've heard that moving is is almost as stressful as, like, losing a loved one. 
And I'll tell you something that that happens is you have a stressful event. You have a life event where, you know, you you have a loved one that dies. You move. You have, uh, you know, my my dog died a, a while ago. And it was like, uh, uh, it, it was, it was very like, it, it forces you to narrow in on what you're doing all the time because everything is overlaid with this idea of like, I'm fucking sad yeah, because of, I'm fucking sad because of my dog. And it's like, you go out in the world. Which I do. Like I said, I work at home. So I will go and I'll just walk around places. And I'll go to the grocery store and I'll walk around and I'll see people like looking at the crackers. And I'm like, I, I don't know how you can go yeah. and look at the fucking crackers when I'm so sad about my old... And he was he was 12 years old. He was old as hell. Yeah. He was really old and it's like normal. For a dog to die, he got super old. He got all fucked up, whatever. But like, I and, and I remember feeling the same way. I was I was a teenager when my when my grandmother died. I remember feeling the same way, and uh, uh, you know, just everybody acting normal, everybody acting normal, and you feel like a complete alien just in the midst of all these other people. And uh, I think in the absence of having anything bad happen, in the absence of having anything stressful happen, people tend to create these moments for themselves so that they can have this sort of, this sort of extreme emotion. And, you know, we've talked about brain Peloton before, Ed, and, and I think, you know, you can create these kind of extreme moments oh, yeah. for yourself through intense physical exercise. And it's like uncomfortable, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it puts everything else in perspective. And this is, you know, when you see people on Instagram and they're like doing a weird fucking yoga push up on a rock, they're not doing it to to style on you. I truly don't believe this. And I may be like wishing the best for people I don't know. You know, if I see some motherfucker out there doing a yoga push up on a rock and they're like, well, you know, put everything in balance. Like the world is just like a big karma cycle, dude. Like when I see that, I'm like, well, you know, they are doing something that is really physically demanding and they're doing this and they're inducing this state that takes them out of this 24-hour news cycle. And they're doing something that takes them out of this, like, stress cycle of, like, I went to work at my office. My boss is mad at me. My boss made me do this this thing. I had to do these calls with my clients or I had to, like, sell potential clients on my services. I know you know how fucking hard this is, Ed, to, like... Oh, yeah. Try to justify yourself immediately before this podcast. Literally, what I was doing. Yeah, <laughs> you you have to justify yourself to somebody who doesn't know you, right? And it's like a very, like, realistically in like nature fucking terms, like deeply weird. It's real. Yeah, yeah, absolutely fucking weird, and it's not natural. Like, 
you know, uh, I I don't think that I don't think that like cavemen running around being in a cave or hunting animals with a spear is like more natural than us podcasting. You know no, what I'm that, saying? I totally or, agree. And it's there is this inherent difference that those people who what gets me, and I think that this is where like Instagram becomes so much worse than Twitter. But you kind of see it with people like Gary Vaynerchuk and these fitness people. Like, you know what? These fitness people, I'm fine with them posting like them, like benching a rock. I don't know what they're doing. And fine, whatever. They say they're vapid stuff. But then they move on. They don't fucking like make it a thing. People like people who make themselves out out to be more important. And there is a real different thing here. There are the people who and I do feel sorry for the people we've just been bagging on for like an hour. Because there are people who likely do it without knowing. They likely yeah. just look at this shit and they're like, and we're all fighting for some relevance and some happiness and to feel important. So they probably do it because they think it's the right thing to do or it's intelligent to do. They seem smarter. They seem cooler. They seem up to date so they can prove something to themselves. It's never as linear as like, oh, I do it for this reason. This is the entire thing. The people who really fucking get me though, if I'm thinking about those who romanticize anything online are people like Gary Vaynerchuk who posts and I follow him because I just, I like to look at what it is and try and be the opposite really pathological thing to do. So he posts this thing where it's usually him just yelling at a guy at a table. He's like, you know what? And he has this really like weird, like high pitched voice. Like, you know what? Nothing's given to you. You have to take it. And it's like this guy who got given a multi-million dollar wine company as well. But he's trying to pretend that he has these <laughs> profound fucking conversations and there just happens to be a camera. It's like, no, dude, no. You right, have right. your real conversations are probably so fucking dull. They're probably the deeply the saddest shit. Like the just the just most dull garbage probably as dull as like everything he does and he the worst thing he put out recently actually i'm just gonna get mad at gary vaynerchuk is he put out recently this thing where he was like i no longer take having no money as an excuse for failure it's like you fucking putrid human you worthless sack of shit. And his argument was because you can go on Craigslist, buy stuff, and then sell it. No, you can get free stuff off Craigslist and sell it. It's like, oh, cool, yeah. Mm. Don't worry. I don't have, like, a shitty job I go to every day where I work, like, 14-hour shift, swing shift. Like, I'll just go and for- follow Gary Vaynerchuk's advice. And that's where you get this mediated, built-up stuff. It's where you get this weird shit where people build up these profiles i think there is the subtle level where people don't realize they're doing this they don't realize they're doing this twee shit of like oh yeah i just gonna go offline and take photos and document the entire thing so i'm still digitizing it so i'm really fixing nothing but they're not thinking about that maybe there's one or two or up i feel like to be nice which is it's probably the truth is they don't realize they're doing this themselves but then you get people who just build up these personas so fucking nasty that's the insidious stuff that's what really gets me or and this is how i'm tangenting over to this this guy who did this tweet of wow i can't believe this is why ariana grande and pete davison split up and it was a link (laughs) to vote.org yeah and he then wrote this like 600 word article called my viral clickbait moment 
Now, what I hate about this is like multi-layer. This is like a, a like a like a Napoleon of shit. I hate just layer after layer. First of all, the amount of words, just that was bullshit. But also, he talks about it like he did something different. So just to be clear, he tweeted with a picture. Wow, I can't believe this is why Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson split up with a bitly link to mask what it was to vote.org. Now, we've already seen enough people talk about why this general thing sucks in that it's condescending, it's tricking people, it's fucking stupid, it's devaluing news, it's just bad all over. But this guy somehow makes it worse because he makes it out like... like let me just read you an excerpt. A good meme is adaptable, yeah. and getting out to vote for the next generation is something that's certainly important to me. My Twitter feed isn't overly political. It's mostly photos of my kids, but I do like to remind people to register. So just going to pause there and say, I genuinely believe, like, anyone retweeting this, everyone reading it, and there are people who claim they registered to vote, fine, I don't give a shit. I think for the most part, people reading this are people who are already other people tweeting about, they are tweeting about the fact that they think you should vote and other people who have already tweeted about needing to vote or register to vote have already tweeted about it's just i don't think anyone's reading this at large i think maybe 10 people read it and did it i don't think people ever read that and go shit i should vote damn with a b at the end and go on (laughs) d-a-m-b that's how you spell it with the b at the end yeah yeah that's how you would spell it if you so I post, so, you know, I felt obligated. So I live in Ohio. Uh, Ed lives in California. Um, and Ed, you can't vote, right? No. What would you, what would you have to do to be allowed to vote? I have to, to become you'd a have citizen. To get, you'd have to become a citizen. And, and by the way, for those, for the, for the zero people listening to this who think that becoming a U.S. citizen is easy—it's extreme—it's uh, uh, extremely uh, fucking please hard. Please have a go at just it, getting it re- a visa. Right, right, right. So it ex- it it requires like an extreme amount of paperwork, a ton of money, a ton of labor. You probably have to get a lawyer. You have to just like go back and forth with these fucking agencies, and then. Like at the end of it, they make you put your hand on your chest and like say a fucking spell. Yeah, you have to. You have to say a fucking incantation that you want to fuck the flag, yeah, right? That's you. You take the flag, you deep throw it. Yeah. Guys have to put it up their ass. It's just just what you do as a man. <laughs> then you fart it out, and that's how you become an American. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly like, you know, the Adams Family started yeah. song. So- <laughs> Jesus. But wait, but wait, so, like, this gets so much worse, though, because this fucking thing yeah. is, like, 600 words. But he says, after all that shit. Right. So I plan to use this. He's, my Twitter feed isn't overly political, which is just fra- factually not true. It's, like, as political as most people on Twitter. It's mostly photos of my kids. Kind of true, I guess. But I do like to remind people to register. Fuck you, you fucking condescending asshole you fucking prick like that like this is that's insidious because it's like that's how civic i am you fucking asshole i hope he listens to this that's likely also by the way (laughs) the way i'm i'm am trolling him i'm going i went on medium and i highlighted every time it said twitter or tweet because i thought that'd be really funny because he'll get notifications about that 
Anyways, um, oh man, so, he said, no way. so I plan no way. to use the same technique ju- because he saw someone else do the fake link with some celebrity story. Yeah. And again, you know what? Yeah. It's a miserable fucking world. If you care about Ariana Grande and whoever she's having a relationship with, God bless. We all care about stupid shit. And so he says, I disguised the link to vote.org with Bitly and then hit the preview with a photo of the ill-fated couple. I'd seen a... I saw a much larger opportunity when the news of a celebrity breakup took over Twitter on Sunday night. So I posted it during the pa- during a Packers or Brewers playoff game. I may be misreading that. Nevertheless, he he pl- he is acting like he planned this out when this definitely was a scenario. It's posted at what? So he is based in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Do not know what what actually what uh, time zone they're on, but. Still don't care. Also, Mil- post- Milwaukee posted on Central Central Time. Central so, Time. I don't know. Milwaukee, it's four fifty yeah. California. So who cares? Like just moving on. Right. But right, clearly right. not. Like like four fifty p.m. So if he was really planning this, like it would be vastly different. But he said, I also I he he made sure to use their full names in the tweet. So anyone searching who searched any variations of the couple's name might find this tweet in the trending topics. No, you didn't, you little shit. Then he says that someone, <laughs> might, I got an early like from Gina Di Vittorio. So that person is, let's find out. Let's find their Twitter. Sorry for naming you, Gina. I'm sure you're a lovely person. I didn't even name this guy. Yeah, this is a person with 20,000 followers that he claimed an early like from sent his tweet crazy. But I'm going to be honest. That's not what happened. Just going to, again. And then a bunch of people clicked on it. And it's basically him posting people retweeting his shit for like an entire article. Then it ends with, don't conflate clicking on clickbait link about current celebrity gossip as qualification or disqualification for taking part in our democratic process. We all should have interests other than politics. Maybe it's celebrities. Maybe it's cheeseburgers. And that's okay. It's literally someone responded with the cheeseburger. And then he said, since I wrote this, I've been retweeted by Alexis Ohanian and Ashton Kutcher. So the metrics have gone up just a little bit. Final thing I'll say is this guy's medium thing. This guy's called Tim Sigelski and educator, podcast addict, views on my operant conditioning. So I'm not big on dictatorships, right? But first Uh candidate to arrest this guy and put it, put him in jail, <laughs> and never let him out. Yeah, that you get my vote. I can't vote, but so the reason this really incensed me was just I also think just the whole process was kind of dumb. It's not even that I find the actual thing he did annoying. I, I it was sucks, but like who cares? But this thing is just yeah. like this is a guy. Two things he's doing: one, he's trying to get his fifteen minutes of fame, trying to convert this into a social media job. Genuinely hope he never right, gets one right. of those jobs. I hope he has a has a good paying job for the rest of his life that feeds his family. I hope it's just not in the career he wants. And it's also he's trying to pretend like he's a fucking civics guy. That he's like a morally superior creature who has helped democracy. Fuck off. Just it just pisses me off that these people who think posting is power 
exist. And this is such a weird tangent. I know it's something to get kind of getting unreasonably angry with there. But when I see online do this, this it's just it reminds me of I mean, I don't remember the specific philosophers. There's probably quite a few who said this. The idea of doing something for the reward kind of takes out any kind of takes out any of the morals of it. This guy did this oh, to get oh, yeah, famous. Absolutely. And he didn't even do it to get famous. Yeah, he probably ab- did it thinking, oh, get 50 retweets. And now he has like 50,000. He thinks he'll convert it into a job or something. Or Yeah, yeah. Well, so, uh, uh, you know, the thing is, I'll, I'll tell you this, is that uh, when, when I go and donate blood... Yeah. Right, and there are problems with the right. You'll go cross, take a okay? picture. You'll send it to me. Say, share this online. Oh, yeah, no. No, I'm joking. <laughs> that I shouldn't be shouldn't be doing irony. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I will. Uh, you know, I will occasionally, and you know, I will occasionally do it because I'll be like, you know, I should like induce other yeah, people just to do this. That, you know, I have so. So I have uh so I have type O blood, which is called the universal donor. So I have to donate blood, and it just is what it is. Um and I'll go and donate blood, and the Red Cross is like, please come back, because like everybody can use it, and I'm like, that's fine. But uh you know if you if you post about it every single time you do it. And you're like, this is my civic duty. Then you're not doing it for helping people. You're doing it to have to to get attention online. It's and it's like the Red Cross will, uh, and so the Red Cross will, yep, message me and they'll be like, uh, okay, so um, if you'll come back to this blood drive, and I come back like every eight weeks or whatever, if you'll come back to this blood drive. And um, do this thing and click this link and do this. We'll give you a $5 gift card. And my feeling is always like, well, you know, I know you guys are like somewhat problematic because you will not accept blood from gay men. And, you know, gay men in 2018, um, a lot of them take uh, Truvada, which is which is prophylaxis against uh, the HIV virus, and they'll do all this stuff, and a lot of them have safe sex, and there's like all these things that, that go into it where, you know, you shouldn't discriminate against men just because they're homosexual and all this and all that, but you know, I'll still go donate blood because you guys take blood and you give it to people who need yeah. blood. You know, my wife got very sick. She almost died giving birth to my daughter. She needed a bunch of blood. So I feel like at the very least I need to go back. I need to like even that out. Right. And there's like, there's like a lot of people who were like, well, you know, I went to donate blood and I had a bad time, so I'm never going to go back. So I feel like I got to encourage people. Yeah. But you're not doing that with any grand design. There is no, no, no. And, and, and they say like, Oh, we'll give you a $5 gift certificate. And to me, and this is like subjective, and I feel like this. I'm like, do not give me the gift certificate because if I do it and I get anything from it that's practical, if I get a $5 gift certificate, then I donated blood to get $5. But if I donate blood and I don't get anything out of it, then I get the fucking good feeling that I did something good for people. Yeah. 
and I didn't get anything out of it that was You didn't do it for the five know, bucks. Practical. Right, exactly. So I feel like, you know, if you're gonna post and you're gonna tell people, hey, get your flu shot, or you're gonna post and say, Hey, look, if you live in a swing state, look, if you live in Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Florida, you need to go register to vote because you're some of the only people in the country whose vote matters, okay? If you live in California, your electoral votes are going to go to Democrats. If you live in Oklahoma, your electoral votes are going to go to Republicans. That's just the way that the electoral college, at least in the in the presidential election, works, right? But, and obviously you should vote in local elections, but don't tell people to vote and then like do it out of some desire to fucking go viral. Well, that's – and the weird that thing is, is – That is – And the weird thing is, yeah. had he not written this post, I would not have given the slightest shit. Hell, even in this case, right. I would have been like, you know what? If you've got 10 people to fucking vote, great. That's, that's a net good. Because I, I don't care about the other right. like six bazillion people. I think it's kind of corny. I don't think it's a good idea at the moment to trick people with news. I don't think L as a magazine should have done it. But like all, all in all, I think the it's all in all, I think it's fine. It's just right until right. you write a whole thing and you rev- you show your dick you're like, yeah, I want to go viral, baby. It's like, fuck you, you fucking, <laughs> you fucking slug. You took advantage of well, the, you are as craven as any of these other people now by association. Right. Who do right. shit like you're just as bad as a Krasenstein. Perhaps, perhaps <laughs> not as continually awful, but ethically, you are just as bad. Oh you're my. just as bad. Right, dude. I hear, I hear somebody screaming. That's my son. I was closing my door. Thank you. Didn't you? you had to let me know. I'm aware. <laughs> well, uh, uh, you, dude, you said as soon as you said Krasenstein, he just started going. Yeah, that off. my son, like, my son's listen, actually deeply, even- deeply conservative. So, <laughs> deeply, deeply conservative. There, really awkward. Now, in all, in all seriousness, though, the, <laughs> this whole thing is there are the people taking advantage of this climate who suck ass, and then yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And this person is just also social media people like that just upset me on like a personal level. But there is something really gross about being proud of that. Like I'm proud of my fucking ghoulish excitement that I got 500,000 online bucks from people who also wanted to seem moralistic and they're fine, whatever. I don't care. Like it's low, but who gives a shit? Um, but there's this thing of the people like to make, to be so, I don't believe he was as calculated as he says, but he was calculated. Now I think about it. It's like, he was planning. He was like, I'm going to do this and hopefully I'll go viral. And then when it happened, he added this other layer of shit to him. Right, right. And that and that's disgusting. And here's the thing is that 
when you go when you when you blast out when you get people exponentially multiplying what you're doing and it's essentially what happens you know ed you and i both have like a a ton of followers it's not worth counting them five but you do something right right like a dozen followers and you do something and then it's like a significant proportion of people who follow you decide to retweet it and then people who they follow it's like it hits this tipping point right and they retweet it and then it gets retweeted and retweeted and you end up with with you know 5000 10000 100000 retweets on something you did um the thing is is that it's very easy then to go back and back calculate and say well of course I wanted this to happen. Yeah, no. Um, I've never and, been that and, smart. <laughs> and this is and and you know, I've I've posted stuff and it's just been funny and I've just thought of it and it's always of course this is like a little bit I'm going to give you guys a little bit of the secret juice, but a little bit of it is like having it be something that seems super casual, which right? it usually is but though. You just like Yeah. Yeah. So so I saw a video a while ago and it was um a skateboard video which I don't give a shit about. Look, I don't like people skateboarding. Okay? Because you know, earlier in this episode, Ed said something, you know, I'm dyspraxic, I think yep. is the word. And he said, you know, I can't balance, I can't ride a bike, I can't skateboard. I've never been able to skateboard. Whenever I get on a skateboard, I just get this fucking feeling of yep. terror. Same here. I can't do anything. I, I can't move. It feels like I'm on ice and I'm going to move on the ice and I'm going to crack my fucking head. Terrifying. Right? Yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. I saw, and you know, occasionally I will like, and so I live in a residential neighborhood, and so I'll walk the streets because I'm just like fucking around, right? Or or I'm taking a walk with my kid. We're going to the park. We're going to the library, whatever. And I'll walk down and I'll see a skateboard somewhere. And this happened just this past week. I saw a skateboard and I was like, law. I was like, I'm going to get on the skateboard, ride the skateboard. And I put my foot on it and it, and it rolled off of the grass onto the pavement. And I was suddenly like, I had this feeling. It was like the edges of my vision closed in. It was like everything, not everything went black, but it was like, I could just see out of the very middle of my eyes. It was terrifying, Ed. And I was like, I'm going to die. I'm going to fall off this fucking thing and hurt myself. And I just like jumped off onto the pavement and the, in the skateboard, it was some kid's skateboard went like careening down the sidewalk, and I just left it. And I was like, "Yeah, your dad can't skateboard," is what I told my kid. Oh, and uh, yeah, but but and and you know, it it's it's exactly like that. It's like you're not as cool <sighs> as you want your children to believe. I think. And and by the way, I am actually <laughs> no, going to end the no. podcast there because if I don't, at what happens in my life, by the way, is the greatest part. Talking about getting older is just when you need to pee somewhere, you need to go. Um, sometimes it becomes so urgent you will piss yourself on a podcast. So 
gonna have to talk myself out of this one fellas so uh drew thank you so much for your time man and thank you as always you guys uh follow f it listen f t futurecast on twitter if you don't already follow me at Drew Toothpaste, or if you don't already follow Ed, at Ed Zitron, spelled exactly how it sounds with a Z. You need to follow us. Thank you so much, everyone. Uh, Thank you again for listening. And listen, I promise, we're gonna fucking, we're gonna beat Johnny Ive, we're gonna beat Steve Jobs, we're gonna fucking get this on iTunes sooner or later. Oh yeah. So, uh, uh, cross your fingers and we'll do it. And thanks again for listening.